what's going on, everybody? So, it's Rob Morris. Listen to the Rims and Nets podcast. This is going to be a new segment. Um, obviously, I'm, you know, things are slowing down in the basketball world. I mean, besides the NBA playoffs going on, but I mean, as far as the high school and, and, and college, those seasons have been concluded. So, I'm going to kind of slow things down. So next season, so I'm going to have a new segment called Rims and Nets Quick Thoughts. So basically, since the last time I recorded, obviously I, I think it was just beginning the playoffs or concluding, you know, the college basketball and high school seasons, kind of like a little conclusion to those seasons and stuff. A review of all those seasons, but now we're gonna get into you know, the NBA playoffs with the Celtics. As you all know, the Celtics took care of business, swept the Brooklyn Nets. So now we enter game two tonight as we've seen them absolutely not prepared for the Bucks in game one, which that was pretty much the mantra from all the players and coaches that they were pretty much caught off guard, air quotes, caught off guard from what the Bucks were, were trying to do in their physicality. I'm pretty much going to, to really kind of give my quick thoughts, I'm pretty much going to just, as I'm, you know, driving home, don't take care of a few errands on my day off. Here's the thing that I think the Celtics got to focus on and really make adjustments on for game two. First things first. For one, they should have never been caught off guard. So now you lose a game because you weren't prepared. They weren't prepared. I think, like, the, the biggest thing is is that you, you didn't have Middleton. The Bucks didn't have Middleton, so... Maybe you thought, okay, they weren't going to be as... They didn't think they would be as potent without Middleton. And then they, they said, oh, they played the Bulls. They let the Bulls win a game against them. Even, even I thought that coming in. I'm like, okay, they're not that good. They're good, but I don't think they're as good as us. Or like, I, don't, I think, if anything, I thought it would be an even scale. Like both teams would be on even playing field. But it didn't look like that in game one. So the Celtics are going to have to be played at a much higher level because they didn't work playing at a high level. For some reason, I don't know if it was a layoff of them being off for a week, but they weren't playing at a high level, and it showed in their play. They weren't you know, winning the 50-50 balls. They were getting out rebounds. Um, I thought you've seen glimpses of that in the first quarter, but a lot of that changed probably, you know, Midway to the end of the first quarter, things completely started to turn to the Bucks' favor, and, and the momentum started to change. You seen like almost six to maybe seven turnovers in that first quarter alone by the Bucks, and then after that, they just totally stopped playing. They were getting out in transition, making plays um, out in open court, and you didn't see it. I mean, they pretty much put the Bucks pretty much put a clamps on that with their defense. Getting back on defense, so transition defense was much more improved to end that quarter and pretty much throughout the game. And you see, you know, Jason Tatum, you know, three-point shots that he was 
routinely making in, in the last series, he was missing. He was short. There's a lot of shots that were short. Jalen Brown was short on a lot of shots. A lot of the role players, Grant Williams, wasn't as efficient. Dave Pritchard might have had two, but then he was he ended up ending the game three for nine. And we have Peyton Pritchard, you know, bailing you out in, in, in last-minute shot clock situations. That's that's a recipe for disaster. Overall, the offense was just was bogged down, and they just couldn't get inside. Which you have to think, you know, maybe they were quote unquote caught off guard by the size of the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks are starting out with a seven foot one Brooke Lopez. A six foot eleven Bobby Portis and a six foot eleven Giannis Antetokounmpo. So obviously, that's probably the biggest front line you'll ever see. And again, you can have, yeah, I get it. You gotta adjust to that. That's understandable. You take a half to do that, but what was the second half? Where was the adjustments in the second half? Where was the, the, the sense of urgency to, to make those adjustments and realize, oh, damn, this team is bigger than we thought. They're, they're, they're packing the paint, which pretty much they knew coming into the game that they were going to do that. That was the scheme that uh, Budenheiser runs all these years. They played the Bucks before in playoff series in the previous years. This is no surprise. But just the size of the Bucks really did overwhelm the Celtics. Not that they're, not that they're as small as the Nets are, because they're not. Believe me, they look like the bigger, batter team against the Nets as far as when it came down to size. So, like, for them to kind of be overwhelmed by their size when they're a pretty sizable team is in their own right is kind of is kind of laughable. So, I mean, as far as my adjustments to kind of, you know, wrap this up, I would have to say that obviously Tatum has to go off because there's no uh, the, uh, you look at the injury report there's no Marcus Smart he got banged up in, the, in, in game one uh, they're calling it a die contusion even Jalen Brown's a little banged up I've seen him holding his hamstring and stuff as he had a hamstring injury coming in and this is the same that's been the same thing with him as far as those in, uh, just staying healthy I mean Smart has been a, a notoriously been a guy that hasn't been able to stay healthy, and now was the time to start breaking a lot of those things and start really stepping up to the plate and stop being pushed around and start being a little bit more mentally tough. This is this is the adversity that I was waiting for this team to have. They didn't have much of that, you know, to end the year. They were blowing every team out. Pretty much, they might have had a few teams that battled them—the Pistons, i.e., the Pacers. But other than that, they pretty much cruised over everyone. Dallas gave them a game, which uh, on the KG night. Other than that, they pretty much dominated most of the teams they played. So now is the time for them to show that they're—that they are really, truly are championship contenders. This is the game you show up. This is the game that you're—that you're ready to play, even without Marcus Smart. You have to still respond. You have to still fight. You have to still out, try to outwork that team that outworked you in game one. So that's pretty much the adjustment I would have to say. They're just going to have to be a little bit more physical at themselves. Uh, Udoka's got to put them in positions where they can be successful on the offensive end. Um, breaking a record for most threes is not going to uh, – to me, I, I, mean, I looked at a lot, a lot of perspectives on it. Some guys are saying, you know, J.J. Redick, he's saying keep shooting. 
Um, other guys are saying, um, don't let the dictate, don't let the defense dictate what you do. But I, I, I'm like a little bit in the middle. I'm like, my opinion on it is a little bit in the middle. I'm thinking like, obviously don't let the di- defense dictate you. Take the shots you want to take. I'm in favor of maybe going up tempo, speeding up the pace of the game, um, running on made baskets, just just flat out. If they want to play big, you got to punish them for playing big. Even if you have to go with a small lineup to, to improve your quickness, so be it, you know. You have the option with more athletic bigs, i.e. Tyus, Rob Williams. Horford's pretty athletic as far as the big man goes for his age. Definitely a pretty, you know, agile guy himself. He can bring the ball up the floor at times. You see that. So they have some pretty versatile bigs. Why not use that to your advantage, go a little smaller, and run run all day on this team? They want to go with that big lineup. You're going to have to punish them for that. They want to play full court press. You're going to have to punish them for that. And maybe you do, do, maybe you do a little bit on your end where you're, where you're using someone maybe, I don't know, maybe you put Naismith out there for like a few, you know, for spot minutes. Not saying he's going to play a lot of minutes, but just some spot minutes. Have him, you know, you know run full court press on Drew Holiday up the floor. Give them a taste of their own medicine. So, I mean... It really comes out of that. You're gonna have to just, you know, Udoka pretty much got out coached in the last game. That was completely obvious. Bodenhauser ran circles with, over him in that last game. Now it's up to Udoka to make some adjustments. Now it's up to Udoka to start taking chances. You know, and really just kind of, really just being strategic and really, you know being a little bit more urgent with his adjustments because I thought he could have made those adjustments in halftime in the last game. And he didn't do that. So, now I mean, not saying you gotta panic on certain things, where you gotta make ra- uh, rash, uh, irrational decisions. I'm not saying that, but you gotta be able to at least, you know, match the intensity of the other team. And if, if that's not the case, then you gotta find someone on that bench that's going to do that. I'm not saying to play Sam Howes. I'm not saying to play Fitz or any of those guys at the end of the bench. I'm not saying that we're Nate Stiles. I'm not saying that. But Nate Smith's played pretty good minutes for you. Give you hustle, you know, you know, hustles, play hard. You need some of that right now, especially if the team is not playing with that energy to kind of, you know, turn things around, turn the momentum on your favor. Sometimes it takes you to hustling to get the crowd going, especially when you're at home. All it takes is you, you know, diving for a ball, which you're not going to see a lot of that because no Marcus Smart tonight. So, you need someone to kind of fit that role. So, look, kind of like a dirt ball, I mean, a dirt dog type player, like a, a scrapper, scrapper type player that's going to, you know, get, you know, compete for those 50 50 balls because it's going to come it's gonna come down the stretch. Even tonight, it's definitely going to come tonight. should definitely come down the stretch. Even if Tatum has a good game and he bounces back and even Jalen Brown bounces back, it's still going to be at the wire. You're going to need to close the game out. So, Enough of this. Uh, enough of them uh, coming up short in these situations. Now is the time to turn that narrative around and and show everyone that you really are deserving of to be favorites. A lot of people jumped on the bandwagon after that sweep, and a lot of people have completely over overreacted over one game. It's still only one game, 
even though the Celtics played pr- pretty poorly in that game, they still still have seven more to go potentially. Or if they don't win this, obviously it's gonna really make things a lot tougher, if not pretty much a non-existent chance of them winning the series. So my prediction for tonight, I would say the Celtics come up with this one and a tight one down the stretch. And it's gonna come down to you know Tatum making big plays. Tatum showing that he's a star player in this league and Tatum bouncing back off of a pretty dismal shooting night in the last, in game one. So uh, that's my opinion. Any other news? Obviously, check out my website. Um, I obviously will try to get as much done as I can. I mean, obviously, I'm just... Good news on, on, on my personal... Um, personal like my personal front I was I'm able to get my car back but I'm just a little waiting on it I mean the car is fixed basically the car is finally fixed but I'm just waiting on a few um finishing touches and stuff like that and then I will be the receiver car so like yeah things will start to change once that happens I'll probably be able to do a little bit more with um, just trying to like build up the platform, I obviously have to invest in it, and money wise, it's been it's been pretty tight. So obviously next year, I'm gonna try to look. I mean, I know I keep saying things, but uh, hopefully we'll come into fruition next season. Try to put more guests on the show because it's just been kind of been a solo act for most of the season. I'm gonna try to put more um, guests on the show, and yeah, just try to upgrade it completely hopefully upgrade it and make it a whole different show than what it was this year because it was just you know hopefully i can get some equipment get some mics get all that i'm not even i'm not even really recording off of my recording off a phone which has been like that for a while hopefully one day i'll be able to get the professional equipment that i can get to make it more professional so but it's been a grind and still i've been able to put 50 episodes without the expensive equipment so that just tells you that I mean I'm I'm in it to win it or really just in it because I'm this is what I want to do you know this is what you know, it might be times where I might stare off for a few weeks or whatever and you might not hear from me but I'm always gonna really continue to keep going at it no matter what so but like I said I'm gonna just keep these pretty short maybe people want to hear just a short clip of me you know, being technical about it and really breaking down the game, but I'll, I mean, that's that's pretty much what I can do. I'll do that for now since things are slowing down, and that could pretty much be you know NBA playoffs as well. But I'm gonna keep it strictly local. Not gonna really get into all the other series. Just really Celtics centric, and you know all the other local teams if it's recruiting news or whatever, whatever's going on locally. But uh. So, uh, we're just gonna wrap this up. It's about 15 minutes through, but we'll wrap this up right now. This show's uh, this show host Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and S podcast. I'm out. Peace.